Welcome to the podcast for Salem Baptist Church, where the senior pastor is Reverend Dr. Selwyn Q. Bacchus. Salem is located at 3131 Lake Street in Omaha, Nebraska, 68111. This podcast has been created as a mobile companion to your engagement with Salem. Whether you use it to listen to a service you are unable to attend or to revisit a sermon, we pray that this podcast will serve as a source of motivation and connection to a word-centered and spirit-led church that cares about your journey. Be sure to turn on your alerts as we deliver a variety of content to you. Don't miss out on church services, interactive Bible studies, and special interviews all here on Salem's podcast. Share the podcast with a friend or family member. Listen as you have your morning coffee, daily exercise, or travel to work. No matter when you are listening, we pray this episode blesses you.
Good morning, good morning, good morning. For those of you in the sanctuary and those of you connected virtually, we'd like to invite you to stand with us. The Bible says, today is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. What a wonderful day it is to worship the Lord. Amen. Amen. Psalm 66, 1 through 4 says this, shout for joy to God, all the earth. Sing the glory of his name. Make his praise glorious. Say to God, how awesome are your deeds. So great is your power that your enemies cringe before you. All the earth bows down to you. They sing praise to you. They sing the praises of your name. Let's go before the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for another day to come together corporately to worship you and lift your name on high. Bless us as we give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Bless you as we continue in our worship experience. Praise the Lord, church. Come on, let's give our God a hand clap of praise. We've come into the sanctuary to bless his wonderful name. Our hymn of the morning is a hymn of the morning is a great hymn of the church simply saying, Praise him. How many came to bless the name of Jesus this morning? Come on, how many came to bless the name of Jesus? Well, let your praise be a testimony of how great God has been to you in your life. Everybody, come on. Let's say praise him and. Praise him. Come on, let's do it together, church. Praise him. Praise him. Come on, we say praise him. Praise him. Come on, praise him. Praise him. Come on, together we say Jesus. Jesus. Come on, blessed Savior. Blessed Worthy. He's worthy too. We say be praised. Come on, let's say it again, everybody. Praise him. Praise him. Come on, lift him up. Praise him. Praise him. Come on together. Praise him. Praise him. Come on, we say praise him. Praise him. Come on, we say Jesus. Jesus. We sing blessed Savior. Come on, he's worthy. He's worthy too. We sing, be. Come on, from the rising of the sun. From the rising of the sun. Come on, until the going. Come on, we sing, he's worthy. He's worthy. Come on, Jesus. Say he's worthy. He's worthy to be praised. Be praised. 
say praise him. Praise him. Come on, praise him. Praise him. Come on, if he's been faithful to you, praise him. Praise him. Come on, if he's been your strong tower. Praise so we sing together, Jesus. Jesus. Come on, blessed Savior. Blessed Savior. Come on, we say he's worthy. He's worthy to Come on, me. Come on, we say God is our rock. Come on. God is our rock. Come on, hope of salvation. Come on, we sing a strong, a strong deliverer. deliverer. Come on, who are we putting our trust in this morning? In, in Come on, church, let's praise him. Praise him. Come on, praise him. Praise him. Hallelujah. Praise him. Come on, we say praise him. Come on, we say Jesus. Jesus. Come on, he's been our blessed, blessed Savior. Savior. And he's worthy. He's worthy to Come on, we say be. be One more time, everybody say God is our rock. Come on. God is our rock. Come on, he's been our hope of something. Come on, he's been a strong, a strong always. Everybody ought to praise him. Because he's been a great God, yes he has. A loving God, he's been, yeah. And because he's God alone, yeah. Say Jesus. Come on, bless it. Bless Come on, we say he's worthy. He's worthy Come on. Come on, he's worthy. Put your hands together if you know that the Lord is worthy to be praised. Come on, how many are grateful for the blessings of the Lord that maketh rich and added no sorrow? Come on. We got blessings over our, over our lives this morning. Listen, we say every time I turn around, blessings. Come on, clap your hands. Every time I turn around, yeah. On blessings. Come on, every Time I turn around, blessings, blessings, every time I turn around, blessings on blessings, everybody let's say it. Come on, blessings, blessings, every time I turn around. Let me see you say it blessings on blessings, blessings on blessings, every time I turn around. We see blessings, blessings, every time I turn around. Say blessings on blessings. The favor of the Lord rests upon me. In my hands, I have more than enough. Yeah. Surely goodness 
Mercy, mercy is following me, and my God will supply every one of my needs. The favor, come on, in my hands I have more than enough. Surely goodness and mercy. Blessing, every time I turn around. Blessing on blessing, everybody in the face. Blessings, 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 every time I turn around. 
say blessings on blessing. Hold the music. Come on. Every time I turn around. Say blessings. 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 Every time I turn around. Say blessings on blessing. Blessings on blessings. How many need the blessings of the Lord to rest upon your life this morning? I said, how many really need it to rest upon your life? Come on, can we speak it into the atmosphere? Every time I turn around, say blessings. 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 Say blessings on blessings. I want my life that when I walk, I'm tripping over my blessings because of the abundance of the Lord that's resting upon my life. How many just want to fall over your blessings? How many want God to just shower down blessings upon you? So you got to speak it and believe it this morning. Come on. Every time I, every time I turn around, say blessings. Say blessings on blessings. Blessings on blessings every time I turn around. Say blessings. 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 Blessings every time I turn around. Here we go, y'all. Blessings on blessings. Blessings on blessings. Now clap your hands like you really know he can do it. Come on. Amen. Amen. And amen. Every time I turn around, blessings. Praise the Lord. Family, it's time for prayer. And I don't know about you, but I'm excited to go before the throne of grace collectively with a privilege, with an opportunity that God gives us to go to him directly. I want to remind you guys of 1 Timothy 2, 1 through 2. It says this, Therefore I exhort, first of all, that all supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceful life in all godliness and reverence. We want to keep our leadership in prayer. Those serving at the federal, local, and state level. Also, we want to keep on our hearts those hospitalized, Brother Steve Hawthorne. We also want to keep in our hearts those in need of prayer, Infant Ryder Nicole Ross, Sister Miranda Adams, Sister Taeria Foster, Sister Valerie Middlebrook, Sister Regina Mitchell, Sister Felicia Thompson, Sister Ethel Williams, also, we want to keep in our hearts the family of those that have bereaved ones. Sister Cheryl Weston and the loss of her father, Herman L. Graham. Sister Katie Lofton and the loss of her brother-in-law, Elmer Darby. Sister Arnita Valentine and the loss of her mother, Erlene Valentine Franklin. The funeral will be held at 11 a.m. on July 6th here at Salem. Brother Jerry Johnson and the loss of his mother, Kit Johnson Gresham. Sister Gloria Gilliam and the loss of her mother-in-law, Johnny M. Gilliam. And Brother Walter Goodwin and Sister Lonnell Davis and the loss of their cousin, Marlon Briscoe Jr. Let's go before the Lord together. 
Abba Father, eternal Lord God, we praise your name this morning. We thank you that every time we turn around, we see blessings. We thank you for your amazing power, your strength, and the fact that you love us. And the fact that you loved us so much that you sent your son to die for us. The fact that you love us so much, in fact, that while we were yet enemies, you came down to rescue us through your son, Jesus Christ. So we lift you up this morning. We praise your name. We bless you. We thank you. Lord, truthfully, we don't thank you enough. We thank you just for who you are. We thank you that you are the rock, the rock of Gibraltar, the rock of ages. We thank you that you are king of king, Lord of lords. We thank you that you have conquered the entire world. So though, no matter what we go through, we know that we have victory in you in the name of Jesus. We thank you that for those of us who have accepted you in our hearts, that it's not us who lives, that, that Jesus that lives through us. We thank you that no matter what situation we have, whether we're abased or abound, that we know the secret, like Paul said, that we know how to be satisfied in you, that we have a joy that comes from you that's not based on the circumstances, but just based on your glory and your strength, your honor, your greatness, Lord. We magnify your name today. We lift you up and we bless you. We thank you so much for what you do each and every day, let alone what you did 2,000 years ago when you sent grace down let alone what you did at the beginning of all creation when you created us and breathed life into us. Lord, we are just in awe of the fact that you have no ending or beginning, that you have always existed. And that no matter how badly we sin, and no matter how much that we are enemies of the cross, that you loved us. We thank you for your love this morning, Father. We thank you for everything that you've given to us. And Lord, this morning, we know that as we live in this troublesome world that we're going to face all sorts of issues, anxiety, pain, violence, death, doubt. But Lord, we praise you because you have conquered all those things. You have defeated all those things. You have defeated death. And because you rose, one day we will rise also. So let us, we go through all these things, remind us, comfort us each and every day that we have ultimate victory in you. We have a joy in you that's not based on our happiness. It's not based on situations in life, but based strictly on our victory in you. And so we love you and we praise you this morning. Again, we magnify your name. And Lord, as the country celebrates Independence Day tomorrow, Lord, we lift you up right now. We're just so thankful that we know that true freedom is in Jesus Christ. And so we thank you, Father, for that true freedom. We thank you that you already saved us from the penalty of our sin, that you are progressively saving us from the power of sin. And one day in your presence, we'll be saved totally from the total presence of sin. There's freedom in you, Lord, and we thank you for that. With every ounce of our being, we thank you and we lift you up. We thank you just for the opportunity to come directly before you, that Jesus is our high priest, that everybody can get down on their knees and talk directly to you, to get to know you, to be in relationship with you through the blood of Jesus Christ. So again, we lift you up. We ask that you would bless our worship service today, that you would prepare our hearts to hear from our pastor, and that you would deliver the word to us, and that it would change us forevermore. Continue to bless us as we continue in this worship service, as we give you all the praise, the honor, and the glory. And Lord, we ask that you would bless every single person on that prayer list, that you would continue to strengthen them, that you would continue to provide peace to them and their families, and to lift them up, and to know they have ultimate victory in you. All these things we pray in the matchless, in the most blessed name of Jesus Christ. 
Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord some praise. Amen. We praise God for the privilege and opportunity to worship the Lord today in spirit and in truth, whether it's in person in the sanctuary of the Salem Church or in the virtual sanctuary of the Salem Church. It's good to be alive and well. Amen. We praise God again for the privilege to worship him in spirit and in truth. Um, I am don't want to be a damper on the worship experience on today, uh, but we certainly need to be pray prayerful in our country. There is so much going on, and uh, we, we need to be prayerful, and uh, I was just dismayed. young man in Akron, Ohio this past week shot 60 times by a police officer. Something just ain't right. And it's not just police officers, it's us. So we need to pray and plead with the Lord and our leaders who have the actual opportunity to do something about it need to do something about it. I don't want to dampen worship on today. But it almost makes me want to cuss in public. Something needs to be done. Now, on a more positive note, Salem Church was mentioned on a national platform in the Christian Post for our gas card giveaway. Dean Johnson, I was reading the article and I got down to the bottom and it said on this Saturday the Salem Baptist Church of Omaha, Nebraska <laughs> I rubbed my eyes and they was talking about us about our gas card giveaway and uh, they even quoted me I was like wait a minute now wait a minute let me make sure I said the right thing so I don't embarrass the Salem Church of Omaha, Nebraska, but what we are able to do because of your generosity is being noted, not just here in Omaha, but all across the country, and 
It is a poor dog that won't wag its own tail every now and then. We praise God for you. Enabled us to do that. All right, I'm going to move on. I know it's 4th of July and y'all getting ready to barbecue and pop firecrackers and all that stuff. Uh, I'm so glad that the boys, uh, I'm not glad that they're gone, but I'm glad I don't have to see money go up in smoke no more. Amen. <laughs> I can watch other folk have to do that now. Amen. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Amen. A few announcements very quickly. Uh, we have our Get Your Money Right Financial Literacy ser Series. Session two of the Get Your Money Right is going to be uh, July 16th from 10 a.m. to noon uh, at the Urban League. And uh, so this session is entitled Debt Free, The Road to Financial Independence. This is for our young adults. It's led by Minister Whitaker, our minister, or pastor of youth and young adults. We have a back-to-school book, book bag giveaway, and we're going to try to give away 500 book bags. Amen. <laughs> On August 6th, beginning at 10 a.m. until supplies are exhausted. We're going to have our back-to-school virtual prayer service during the fireside chat time on August 11th at 6.30 p.m. Our deacons will be handing out communion elements on this coming Saturday, July 9th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. And uh, the New Era Baptist State Convention of Nebraska will have its Women in White Worship Experience on Sunday, July 10th at 3 p.m. at the Morning Star Baptist Church. And we invite you to support uh, the women of our congregation uh, who will be participating on that Sunday. All right, I think I got everything. Amen. Again, we thank you for your generosity, for your faithfulness in your giving. You cannot beat God giving no matter how you try. And you ought to trust him and try him with the tithe. He says in the book of Malachi, if you trust me with the tithe, I will then open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you won't have room enough to receive. Amen. It is a classic if-then statement. If you trust me with the tithe, then I will open the windows of heaven and pour you out blessings that you won't have room enough to receive. You can give by those who are in the virtual sanctuary of the Salem Church. You can give by <clears throat> mailing your tithe and offering here to the church from Monday through Friday. Not tomorrow because it's a holiday, but Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. You can bring your tithe and offering here to the church. You can give through our website, through PayPal, through Venmo, through Givelify, through Cash App, and you can text to give. We want to make it convenient for you to give your tithe and offering. We don't want you to miss your blessing. And those who are in the sanctuary as you exit worship on today, there will be persons in place to receive your tithe and your offering. We share this affirmation. It is an affirmation of what we believe about giving here at the Salem Baptist Church. We plant good seed in good soil. 
we will receive God's prosperity for our lives. We plant good seed in good soil and we will receive God's prosperity for our lives. If you believe it, put your hands together and praise the Lord. We're going to ask our music and fine arts ministry to come at this time and lead us further in worship. Amen. So glad to see Sister Gunn in worship. Yeah. Amen. Amen. As well as to see Sister White, Mother White, in worship on today as well. Amen. All right, Salem. Uh, Drew going to come and sing. I'm just playing. <laughs> just wanted to share that. Yeah, we had to get a benediction if he sings. Um, no, but for 18 years, um, Drew has served the Salem Church, and uh, today is his last Sunday. Uh, Lord has taken him to do some other things with um, his business, and we are extremely proud of him. He is an entrepreneur right here in North Omaha. Amen. And... Um, he is the only barber that I had, that I've had since I've lived in Omaha. Um, when I came to interview at Salem, he cut my hair. And uh, we've been not only colleagues, but we've been brothers. And I'm grateful for the faithfulness that he has extended to this church um, for 18 years. Um, it is rare in today's time that musicians stay anywhere for 18 years. Um, churches transition out musicians all the time. For Salem, we are a blessed church. And um, our staff has been faithful and loyal. And um, we, we're gonna bring him back in a couple weeks or maybe next Sunday. We have something for him. Um, shipping delays, y'all understand. Um, but we thank God for you, brother, man, and we appreciate you. All right. So, yeah, come on, Salem. Let's celebrate, Drew. All right, come on. Come on, church. I mean. transition into this new season in this life. Amen? Amen. Amen. Come on, clap your hands one more time. All right. Well, good to see you, baby. All right. Um, so, um, the Bible speaks about a place called Rehoboth, which means that God has made room for us. How many know that God has made room for us? Hallelujah.
clap your hands. Come on. Come on. There's a. There's a new place. That's Taylor May. That's Taylor May for you. Where God can establish you. Andy's. It's where he's making room. Are there too? Are there too Come on, and me. And me. Come on for us. Come on, hold. Where he's made space. Come on for you. Come on, and me. Come on for us. Come on, whoa. Say, Rehoboth. God has made room. We say, God has made room. God has made room for us. We say, God has made room. Come on, if you believe that, come on, I had to put the words on the screen so you can catch along and sing with us. Come on, there's a new place. There's a new place. Come on, that's Taylor May. That's Taylor May for you. Come on, where I can expand you. Come on, it's where he's making room. It's where he's making room. Prosperity. Prosperity and blessing. Come on, are there two? Oh! 
Come on. I see everywhere I look. I see blessings. Hallelujah. Let's give him praise this morning. Hallelujah. We want the Lord to speak to our hearts this morning. Uh, we're pushing out some of these young adults. Y'all give it up for Shiloh Baines. We call him Jenkins.
right there for you. You will never, ever, ever, ever be alone. chapter 5, 2 Kings chapter 5, we're going to ask you to stand down in reference to the word of God, we're going to read just one verse, and uh, we will use many of the verses in the sermonic presentation, 2 Kings chapter 5, verse 1. Word of God reads, Now Naaman, commander of the army of the king of Syria, was a great and honorable man in the eyes of his master, because by him the Lord had given victory to Syria. He was also a mighty man of valor. But a leper. Now Naaman, commander of the army of the king of Syria, was a great and honorable man in the eyes of his master, because by him the Lord had given victory to Syria. He was also a mighty man of valor, but a leper. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. The Lord's word is blessed. I'm going to talk today for a few minutes by the help of God and the Holy Spirit from this simple subject. The prophet Elijah and Naaman the leper. The prophet Elisha and Naaman the leper. Second Kings is, of course, a continuation of First Kings. They were one book in the Hebrew Bible and were divided into 1st and 2nd Kings when they were translated into Greek around 150 B.C. 2nd Kings continues the history of the divided kingdom of Israel. 
with Judah being the southern kingdom and the northern kingdom retaining the name of Israel. There are two main characters in this Old Testament narrative in 2 Kings chapter 5, verses 1 through 19. Elisha and Naaman. Elisha is an outstanding Old Testament character. In 1 Kings chapter 19, Elisha is minding his own business. Better said, he is minding his father Shaphat's business. 1 Kings chapter 19 tells us Elisha was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen. The then prominent prophet Elijah, who had been directed to anoint Elisha as his successor as the prophet of Israel, passed by Elisha and threw his mantle, the official prophetic outer garment, on Elisha, thus indicating Elisha would at the time of Elisha's, Elijah's departure be uh, the prophet of Israel. After this encounter, Elisha says to Elijah, please allow me to say my final goodbyes to my mother and my father and then I will dutifully and devotedly follow you. After a final meal with the people of his area, he became Elijah's servant, protege, and disciple. Elisha follows Elijah. And as Elijah's departure nears, Elisha requests of Elijah a double portion of his spirit. In essence, Elisha requests of Elijah a double portion of his prophetic presence, his healing power, and his ministry potency and prowess. While near the Jordan River, Elijah is whisked, whisked away by a chariot of fire with horses of fire. And he went up in a whirlwind to heaven. As Elijah, Elijah is being charioted away into heaven, his mantle had fallen from him and was taken thus by Elisha, symbolizing his request of a double portion of Elijah's spirit had been granted. It is this prophet Elisha that we witness in this text in 2 Kings chapter he has an encounter of epic proportions and importance with a man named Naaman in 2 Kings chapter 5. Now before we move any further, I want to address an aside that is evident in the life of Elisha. And that is 
your time is coming. Your time is coming. You see, it's believed that Elisha had spent six years serving Elijah before he became the chief prophet of Israel. And I believe there are some things that are necessary for you to practice before your time to arrive and your purpose to be fulfilled. And that is what prepared Elisha to succeed Elijah. And the first is, is that Elisha positioned himself to learn. No one knows everything straight out of the gate. I know there are some know-it-alls that believe they actually know it all. They have all the knowledge they need. Just like I used to jokingly tell one of my friends, I could be wrong, but I cannot remember the last time I was. <laughs> You'll figure that out when you get home. The truth is, everyone can benefit from learning from someone else. The wisdom, experience, exposure, and insight of someone else can propel you forward in life. It is said in bits and pieces in January 1992, Admiral Hyman G. Rickover, father of the nuclear submarine, was skeptical of business school graduates. Having interviewed some 14,000 of them over a period of years, he found them fluent in the jargon of system analysis, financial manipulation, and quantitative management. But he claimed that they just don't know the score. He felt most of them had an unrealistic impression of what is involved in business and little appreciation of the importance of technical knowledge, experience, and hard work. What it takes to do the job will not be learned from management courses, said Admiral Rickover. It is principally a matter of experience, the proper attitude and common sense, none of which can be taught in a classroom. You see, Elisha was willing to learn because he knew when his time came, he had learned from Elijah what was necessary to be the chief prophet of Israel. And so he positioned himself to learn. But then he positioned himself to serve. You see, Elijah, Elisha realized his time was coming to be chief priest of Israel. But until that time came, he chose to serve Elijah. 
It's not only the example of Elisha, it's the example of Jesus. The Apostle Paul speaks of the willingness of Jesus to serve in Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 11. Listen to what he says. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bond servant and coming in the likeness of men and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, God has also highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth, and that every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. And Jesus makes himself uh, the example as he speaks to his disciples in Matthew chapter 20, verses 24 through 28, he says, And when the ten heard it, they were greatly displeased with the two brothers. But Jesus called them to himself and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them, and those who are great exercise authority over them, yet it shall not be so among you. But whoever desires to be great among you, let him be your servant. Yet it shall not be among you, again he says, but whoever desires to become great among you, let him be your servant. And whoever desires to be first among you, let him be your slave. Uh, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. That's what Elisha did until it was his time. He was willing to serve Elijah. And so he positioned himself to learn. He positioned himself to serve. But Elisha was willing to submit. Elisha had a trainable and teachable spirit. He was willing to serve, and clearly he was willing to submit to Elijah's leadership and training. You see, you cannot properly lead if you have not at some point properly submitted. Elisha knew this, and therefore he realized, until my time comes, I must be willing to submit. Now that's Elisha. The other major character in this biblical narrative in 2 Kings chapter 5 is Naaman. Let's look 
quickly at Naaman and his circumstances. The first thing we observe is that Naaman was successful, but he was suffering. He was successful, but he was suffering. The writer of 2 Kings does not want us unclear about Naaman's success and stature. The writer of this text highlights Naaman's success and stature by clearly and concisely emphasizing at least three things in verse 1. He highlights Naaman's career. In verse 1 it says, Now Naaman, commander of the army of the king of Syria. This is a position, Deacon Smith, that is not easily attained. To gain this position, Naaman had clearly demonstrated he was the best of the best. That he had exhibited leadership and wisdom to become the leader of the king's army was not effortless and easy. Diligence, durability, and determination had to be elements in Naaman's life. Naaman had succeeded in his career. He was the commander of the army of the king of Syria. Then the writer moves forward in Naaman's success, and he highlights Naaman's character. First his career and then his character. It says in verse 1, Naaman was a great and honorable man in the eyes of his master. When it speaks of Naaman's master, it meant the king of Syria. Now understand, and it must be considered, in the ancient world, the commander of the army of the king is looked on as a threat to the king because he would be the one internal party that com could command the, the army to overthrow and oust the king. And yet here, the character of Naaman is referred to because the king believed he was a great and honorable man. Now you know your character is commendable when the person who should be afraid of you holds you in high esteem. Naaman's character made him a success. So writer talks about his success in his career, his success as a result of his character, and then he highlights Naaman's courage. Listen to the words of the writer in verse 1. He says, because by him, Naaman that he is, the Lord had given victory to Syria. He was also a mighty man of valor. A mighty man of valor is a brave man 
who displays various characteristics, qualities, and actions. They display strength, courage, and passion. They have a strength of mind in regard to danger, that quality that enables a person to encounter danger with firmness. That is what Naaman had displayed. He had courageously led the army into battle and had been successful and victorious. Naaman's courage had made him a success. Yet notice, he is successful, but... He is suffering. You have to read the entire first verse to fully understand Naaman's station in life. Listen again to verse 1 of 2 Kings chapter 5. Now Naaman, commander of the army of the king of Syria, was a great and honorable man in the eyes of his master because by him the Lord had given victory to Syria. He was also a mighty man of valor, but a leper. All of his successes were eclipsed in a few mere words, but he was a leper. Now, it is suggested Naaman's leprosy was not the severest of cases uh, evidenced by his military prowess, and yet any form of leprosy in the time of the text was considered a dreaded skin disease. It was frowned upon. It was something you suffered through. And even if that were the only imperfection in Naaman's life, it would still be substantial and significant. I know it seems like that sometimes in life. Everything is hunky-dory. Everything is pleasant and peachy keen. Everything in life seems to be falling in order except that one thing that haunts you. That one thing that worries you. That, that one thing that plagues you. That one thorn in your flesh. And it seems to negate all of the positives in your life. And that's where Naaman finds himself. And yet there's a young girl who has the prescription for his suffering. She was a young girl that had been captured in one of the many Syrian raids inside of Israel and was brought back to Syria to serve Naaman's wife. It says this in verse 3 of 2 Kings chapter 5. Then she said to her mistress, if only 
my master but with the prophet who's in Samaria. For he, speaking of Elisha, would heal him of his leprosy. She says to name his wife, if he could just get in the presence of Elisha and follow Elisha's instructions, he will be healed. Which brings me to my second point of emphasis. Naaman was successful, but he was suffering. But then Naaman was desperate, but he was disagreeable. Hmm. Preach selling back as I'm doing the best that I can. He was desperate, but he was disagreeable. Naaman is in a desperate situation and he believes he's now been introduced to the solution to his desperation, the prophet Elisha. Naaman receives permission from the king to venture to Samaria, the capital of Israel, to have an audience with the prophet Elisha. He gathers up silver, gold, and clothing to be gifted to Elisha. Now we must be aware of the fact that Syria and Israel are mortal, long-standing enemies. And now Naaman, the commander of the Syrian king's army, shows up to Jehoram's, who is the king of Israel, shows up to his palace. Jehoram believes that Naaman has showed up to pick a fight. It's evident that Naaman's desperate because he shows up at the palace of the enemy's king. Desperation will cause you to do some different things. Elisha hears of Jehoram's fear and anxiety and sends one of his servants to the king to tell the king, don't worry, be happy. Send the visitor to me and Naaman ventures to Elisha's house and listen to what the text says uh, in verses 9 through 12. So Naaman came with his horses and chariots and halted at the entrance of Elisha's house Elisha sent a messenger to him saying, Go wash in the Jordan seven times and your flesh shall be restored and you shall be clean. But Naaman became angry and went away saying, I thought that for me he would surely come out and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and would wave his hand over the spot and cure the leprosy. Are not Abana and Farpar, the rivers of Damascus, better than all the waters of Israel? Could I not wash in them and be clean? He turned and went away in rage. Now, you've got to understand first, it was very likely that Naaman was officially or initially offended and insulted. He shows up to Elisha's house 
And Elisha doesn't even come outside. Naaman is used to telling people jump and their reply would be how high. Naaman is used to soldiers and warriors listening to his every word and moving at his command. And now this bald-headed prophet won't even come outside of the house to greet him. Now you have to read about the bald head in 2 Kings chapter 2 verses 23 and 24. You'll see what I'm talking about. Naaman is likely offended and insulted and he is disagreeable to how Elisha prescribes for him to be healed. Naaman says in so many words, I thought Elisha would come out and wave his hand, do some magic trick, and I would be healed. I do not want to go and dip in the dirty, dingy, grimy, stinky, and muddy Jordan. There are rivers in my hometown that are much cleaner than the Jordan. If the cure was dipping in a river, I could have done that at home. You see, he did not understand the cure was not in the water. The cure would come through faith and obedience. Oh, that's a lesson for someone known today. You find yourself in a desperate situation. The cure is in faith and obedience. And Naaman was not interested in either. He's like many of us. When we are disagreeable, we pick up our toys and head home in rage. And so we say Naaman was successful, but he was suffering. Naaman was desperate, but he was disagreeable. And finally, as I try to close this sermon as quickly as I can, Naaman was hesitant, but he was healed. Hesitant, but he was healed. Hesitant, but he was healed. Now listen again to verse 1. How importantly the small word, but, is in this man's life. Now Naaman, commander of the army of the king of Syria, was a great and honorable man in the eyes of his master because by him the Lord had given victory to Syria. He was also a mighty man of valor, but a leper. And I've tried to suggest Naaman was successful, but he was suffering. Naaman was desperate, but he was disagreeable. And lastly, Naaman was hesitant, but he was healed. 
Naaman was hesitant, doubtful, unsure, and uncertain about the prophet Elisha's uh, prescription and direction concerning the healing of his leprosy. Certainly talking under his breath, disparaging and denigrating the so-called prophet Elisha. Yet, it was to his benefit to have some people around him <laughs> to whisper wisdom in his ear. Thank the Lord. There are times that the Lord sends the right person at the right time with the right spirit and the right words to keep you from missing your blessing and your breakthrough. <laughs> Pastor Selwyn, you back as you just shouted yourself. And thankfully and fortunately, Naaman listens. Listen to verses 13 and 14 of 2 Kings chapter 5. But his servants approached and said to him, Father, the prophet had commanded you to do something difficult. Would you not have done it? How much more when all he said to you was wash and be clean? So he went down and immersed himself seven times in the Jordan According to the word of the man of God, his flesh was restored like the flesh of a young boy, and he was clean. Naaman moves from hesitation to healing. Oh, what blessings you might miss when hesitation causes you not to follow the command of the Lord. Naaman overcame his hesitation and was obedient even when it did not make sense. See, you must be careful because you just see the right now. But the Lord gives directions and commands because he sees next week, next month, and next year. Whew. Happy Independence Day. Uh, Naaman returns to Elisha, convinced there was no God in all of the earth except the God of Israel. He offers Elijah the, Elisha the silver, gold, and clothing. And Elisha refuses because Elisha wanted Naaman to know the Lord's healing does not come at a cost. It comes at the Lord's command. It says this in verse 17. Then Naaman said, if not, Please let two mule loads of earth be given to your servant. Your servant will no longer offer burnt offerings or sacrifice to any god except the Lord. Naaman shouts me here, y'all. 
he shouts. It is suggested Naaman takes the soil from Israel back to Syria to worship the God who healed him in Israel in Syria. In other words, Naaman says, I cannot go back to Israel every time I worship. So I'm going to worship where I am. Shouts me, y'all. Oh, child of God, you've got to learn how to worship where you are. I think it was Franklin Beverly who said, good or bad, happy or sad. Y'all be listening to some real music, I think. Uh, you've got to learn to worship <laughs> where you are, midday or midnight, Sister Johnson, whether it's sunshine <laughs> or whether it's rain. Oh, child of God, you've got to learn to worship where you are. No matter what's going on in your life. You've got to learn how to worship where you are. Uh-huh, somebody <clears throat> needs to know uh, whether it's on your job uh, or in your car. Yes, Lord, you need, you need uh, to learn uh, to worship where you are. Yes, Lord, Hiroshima. Horatio Spafford knew that, and it caused him to pen the words uh, of the song, How Great Thou Art. Uh, he says, when peace, like a river, attended my way, when sorrows, uh, like sea billows roll, whatever my lot uh, Thou has taught me to say it is well uh, with my soul. Uh-huh, he goes on uh, to say, though Satan shall buffet, uh, though trials uh, should come, uh, let this blessed assurance control uh, that Christ has uh, regarded uh, my helpless estate uh, and hath shed uh, his own blood uh, for my soul. 
uh-huh he goes on uh, to say my sin oh the bliss of this glorious thought my sin not in part but the whole is nailed to the cross and I bear it no more praise the Lord praise the Lord oh my soul he finishes by saying it is well with my soul uh-huh it is well it is well uh, with my soul yes lord I, I need i need to tell someone uh, this sunday morning uh, you need you need uh, to learn how to worship where you are do I have a witness? I need, I, 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 I need, I need to know, is there anybody here who will tell the world, I will, I will worship where I am? Do I have a witness? Is there anybody here today who will declare, I'll lift my voice, I'll lift my hands, I'll lift my praise, I'll lift my thanksgiving, I will worship where I am. That's why David says, I will Bless the Lord uh, at all times. Uh, his praise, uh, I said his praise, uh, I said his praise, uh, I said his praise uh, shall continually uh, be in my mouth, uh, my soul. I said my soul, uh, my soul. Uh, I said my soul, uh, my soul uh, will make her boast in the Lord. Uh, the humble will hear thereof uh, and be glad. Uh, oh, magnify uh, the Lord with me uh, and let us exalt uh, his name together. Is there anybody here? Is there anybody here who will worship the Lord where you are? You ought to give him praise. You ought to lift his name because he's worthy. Yeah, worthy. Yeah, worthy. Somebody ought to shout worthy, shout worthy, yeah, 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 From the rising of the sun, 
until the going down of the same. The Lord is worthy to be praised. Shout worthy. Shout worthy. Yeah, worthy. Yeah, worthy. Yeah, yeah, worthy to be praised. Put your hands together. Open your mouth. Give the Lord some sure enough worship. Give him some sure enough praise. He's worthy. He's worthy. Yeah, worthy. I'm trying to leave it alone, but I got one more holler in me. Yeah, worthy. I guess it was two more. Yeah, worthy. Doors of the church open. The invitation is extended. Oh, yes. Just like God healed Naaman through the prophet Elijah, he's able to save you today. He's done everything necessary through Jesus Christ for you to be saved. Romans 10 reminds us if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he died for the sins of the world, that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. And there's no better day than today. There's no better hour than this hour to give your life to the Lord. He will be with you every step of your journey, no matter what you go through, he'll be with you. And so if you want to give your life to the Lord today, if you're in the sanctuary of the Salem Church immediately following the benediction, Deacons will be in place to receive you into the family of faith here at the Salem Church. Or if you're watching or listening, we'd love for you to call 402-455-1000, option three. Someone is waiting right now to hear your voice and receive you into the family of faith here at the Salem Church.
you're seated. We hope, pray, and believe that someone today has given their life to Jesus Christ. For those who are in sanctuary, immediately following the benediction, our ushers will escort you from the rear to the front as you exit the sanctuary. Let's bow our heads. Again, Lord, we love you and thank you for all that you've done, for your many and varied blessings. We thank you for your word, how it strengthens us and directs us. We pray that it will be strength for our journey in the coming week, the coming months, and the coming years. And now unto him who's able to keep us from falling and present us faultless before his glory with exceeding great joy to the only wise God be glory, dominion, and power both now and forever. And the people of God said together, amen, amen, and amen. And we yet believe the best season of your life is just ahead.